It would seem that death isn't quite the handicap that it used to be, as you can now haul your dead carcass off to the next adventure as a reborn. Newly introduced in Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft, 5e players can customize the undead monstrosity of their dreams and unleash them into the next campaign of their choice. Rather than specifically ghosts, zombies, or skeletons, Reborn cast a wide net over any sort of not-dead you can come up with. You could be raised by necromancy, cursed to walk the earth, a resurrection gone wrong, or a spiritual husk with some serious adventure-based unfinished business. Before we get into this rather disturbing playable race, be sure to like and subscribe for when we cover less deadish topics in D&D. But now, on to the Reborn. Rather than create a playable race for a bunch of different undead, which would have been pretty cool honestly, 5e has created a catch-all term for all sorts of undead as a single playable lineage. You died and have somehow come back to life in about the vaguest way possible, and exactly what you are now and even what you were before is really up to you. If you have a story in mind, or if your DM does in lieu of that, that involves a less-than-alive character, the Reborn lineage is meant to cover that. A Reborn can be anything from a guy with a pallid complexion all the way to a literal skeleton. You could be zombified, a stitched-together Frankenstein's monster, or just pieces of a corpse held together by ectoplasmic spiritual bits. You'll always get the same stats, but you have a lot of creatively morbid options to play around with. Try going off one of your favorite horror movie tropes, but keep in mind you'll have to head down into town without getting chased off by an angry mob from time to time. We'll get into the mechanical implications more in just a second, but Reborn is a lineage rather than a race. Everybody dies, and that means anybody could be raised from the dead, and your original form could be any playable race. You could be a zombified lizard folk, a ghostly elf, or maybe even a gnome skeleton. A lot of this is just cosmetic, except for a few lingering mechanics you can keep from your base race. You can craft a completely unique undead, and no two reborn should be exactly alike. Though, now that I think of it, it's creepy to think of undead twins. Which could be pretty fun. When it comes to your origins, the first thing to ask is, how did you die, and how did you undie? Were you murdered in cold blood and reborn as a vengeful spirit? Were you a necromancer's minion who regained their sentience and sanity? There's a ton of options for you to go with, and I'm not going to tell you which one is better, but I will say that anything that comes from your favorite tropes is perfectly fine, or if you have your own original idea, go with that. Any one of them is perfectly fine here. Just try to coordinate with your DM exactly how you beat death if you think that they're going to have a lot of opinions on how that fits into their world. As a reborn, you have had your memory interrupted, largely because you spent at least some time being dead. This can be as minimal as just not remembering what transpired when you were dead to a complete erasure of all of your experiences before you were reborn. You can treat it like a minor memory problem, or your reborn could completely blank on certain things like where they're from or where they were born. One of the best ways to use this is to come up with some vague half-memories to give your DM, who can then decide when they actually come into play, or what they mean, for instance. Tasha's Cauldron of Everything introduced lineages as a sort of alternative to races, and the reborn are designed as a lineage as opposed to a race, which is a bit more complicated. You can take a lineage later through role-playing, if, say, you die and get returned as a zombie, for instance, which means you could easily be a reborn halfling or a reborn goliath or half-elf. 
I found that the book explained this whole thing pretty poorly, so you basically have three options for playing the Reborn. You can create a Reborn during character creation using only the Reborn stats, or you can create a Reborn during character creation using another race's stats that are then modified by the Reborn stats, which is what most of my players do during situations like this. And then you can also create a character using a different race who then becomes a Reborn during the campaign and has their stats modified to Reborn stats, which is good if you want to change your character up or if you've become bored of them, or if your party or DM has become bored of them. If you make your Reborn from scratch, you have to follow the lineage rules for picking out your ability scores. Lineages don't have presets on your ability scores. Instead, you simply put plus two in an ability score of your choice and a plus one in another of your choice. Or you can put plus one in three different ability scores. Where it gets weird is what happens if you take a race and transform them into a reborn. In some very strange wording, you get to choose whether you're small or medium. This is obviously to accommodate any race that you want to use as your original form from before you turned into a reborn. You get to make this choice on your size when you gain the lineage, and the way it's worded, you could actually choose to distort your base race size if you wanted. So you could end up with a short goliath or a tall halfling. This is also something that I think you can play with aesthetically. If you wanted your goliath to be hunched over and stuff like that, and that's why they're shorter, this could create a really good role-playing opportunity. Or just some really grotesque aesthetics. Reborn have a normal 30-foot movement speed, which is odd as I expected them to be slower or shambling, but it's nothing to complain about. Remember your movement speed will be 30 feet even if your base race's speed was higher or lower, so there's no advantage to picking a base speed for faster movement, for instance. With Ancestral Legacy, you basically get to keep a certain part of your base race while the rest just gets thrown into the garbage can. If your base race gave you any skill proficiencies, you get to keep them. If your base race had any alternative movement speeds, you also get to keep those as well. If your base race didn't provide you with any proficiencies or special movement types, you instead get to gain proficiency with any two skills of your choice. This is a very strange way of doing things that weirdly incentivizes you to choose a base race that grants alternative movement speeds and ideally proficiencies as well. Two skills isn't a bad trade-off either, so it's not necessarily obligatory, but you're probably going to have a lot of... Well, a lot of zombified flying and swimming things. Here we get the Reborn's core feature that's really meant to represent your not-alive nature. They use a bunch of different abilities here, all in one big pot of deadness, so you're not getting anything unique for saying you're more like a zombie or a skeleton. But it does a fair job of making your undeadness matter a little bit more. All of these things together will make your Reborn character very resilient against certain threats. Advantage on death saves is huge, and you'll also be very likely to survive being down compared to most player characters. With knowledge from a past life, your memories are all scrambled, but sometimes you get nuggets of wisdom out of the jumble. You can choose to add a d6 to any skill check, and you can choose to throw an extra d6 after you roll the d20, but before the DM tells you what happens. You get to do this an equal number amount of times to your proficiency bonus, and they recharge on a long rest. This feature is versatile, and basically whenever a skill check really matters, and you think your roll is just under the threshold, you can push it over the top. It can also be used in addition to things like the Bless spell and other bonuses to skill checks. You may have noticed that Reborn are missing languages, and that's not a mistake. 
Instead of getting a new language, you just know common and one language that you and the DM agree upon, which is pretty flexible, but it's kind of meant to allow your undead creature to just show up in the world more seamlessly. And if you had a race beforehand that knows other languages, like elves or something like that, you get to keep those languages after you're dead. I say it all the time on this show, you definitely don't need to optimize your character in order to have a good time, nor do you really need to do it to the fullest to have a character that's heavy hitting. But if optimization is your thing and you want your zombie to be as hard hitting as possible, we can definitely help you out. Starting with the Banshee Bard, the Reborn feature Knowledge from a Past Life can uniquely stack up with the College of Spirits Bard to be the ultimate skill monkey. The College of Spirits gives you access to the Bless Cantrip, which can stack up with the Base Bard's Jack of All Trades feature, and combined with the Knowledge from the Past Life, you'll be able to add 1d6 plus 1d4 plus half your proficiency bonus to any skill check, and even more to those you select with expertise or actually have proficiency in. This means that even with the base 10 bonus to a skill and no proficiency, your bard can roll an average of 17 on literally any skill check as early as level 3 for your worst skill checks and far more on others. And then we have Undead Goblin in a box. Of all the interesting abilities the Reborn gain from their Deathless Nature feature, the ability to go without breathing has some of the most devious applications. You could be sealed up in practically anything and survive, including perfectly sealed containers or even bags of holding. Like a macabre jack-in-the-box, you can infiltrate a lot of spaces by packing yourself into spaces where nothing could be expected to live. This strategy works best with any small-sized reborn, and typically works best with aggressive martial classes like fighters, monks, or even barbarians. I just realized I said that your undead character could survive in different... That doesn't really make sense, does it? If playing an undead version of a character that you really like, or perhaps just playing a zombie from the get, is something that you've always wanted to do, I have to say, you're in pretty good luck with the kind of builds that you're capable of getting here. I kind of like what Wizards of the Coast has given us, even if I kind of think that having individual stat blocks for a bunch of different types of undead would have probably been my preference. But, oh well. Thank you guys so much for watching. I really appreciate it. Be sure to like and subscribe because we put out new content like this every week. And if you've created a reborn character that you're proud of, I would love to read about it down in the comments. Especially for this because I don't really see a lot of reborn. And I'm sure there's a ton of interesting potential characters out there that I've never heard about. So, let me hear about them. <laughs> Thanks again for watching. My name is Patrick Ferguson from Skull Splitter Dice. And until next time, farewell.